As you do. Well, update for you. Because this episode's coming out before the episode came out. Um, it's a Will Smith you one, isn't fire. it? You were on fire. It's a Will Smith one, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, so your your movie recommendation, <laughs> which was definitely your movie recommendation, was yeah. Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, I think, because he had a change of heart. <laughs> uh, change of heart and like big metal spiders. Petros, you bastard. Yeah. You gravelly-voiced or, uh, bastard. Yeah, it was it was a great episode. And what I like to think is so there's a nice little post credit scene where we reveal it was not you the whole time. <laughs> and I really hope there are people who didn't listen to that and just think, God, Graham Graham must have a cold. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. for this so welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me ian harris and me petros <laughs> see what you did there because because <laughs> last time it wasn't because it, it wasn't you, it, it wasn't petros. me no it was, it it was, was petros, petros masquerading as you yeah. but now it's you masquerading as petros <laughs> fuck oh <sighs> god the levels levels the levels and this is the podcast where we argue about our top three list of a topic that nobody asked us to talk about and this week we are figuring out our top three movies that would work as a tv show yep um I've also just remembered that we're doing this, I believe, pr- primarily because of Harry Potter, and yep. I have made zero notes and have read nothing about that news. <laughs> so HBO have picked up uh, Harry Potter for a reboot of um, seven seasons of each book, which I think could be uh, really interesting. A season a book, I assume. Yeah, that's what I said. Seven seasons. Not- well, seven seasons. Seven, seven so seasons for of, each book each would book. be... Yeah, that's but it. That, you, that, you were going to try. You were going to try and do the mental maths, though, weren't you? And then forty-nine. You... I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bro. I I also I also failed in. Uh, oh yeah, the peek behind the curtain here again. Another 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 peek behind, behind the curtain. curtain here. In behind the curtain, behind the curtain again. What's there? Graham hasn't listened to last episode yet. Uh, I also failed dramatically at maths in that episode. Excellent. Like, like dramatically. How dramatically I was are we a, talking? I, I was a decade out in someone's age. Okay. Yeah, so that didn't, didn't do, do, do great for my, uh, self, my number self-esteem. But, but yeah, for, 49. 49. Fuck yeah. It's ma- magic. Uh, so, well, so sorry, but... a, se- a season, a season, a book. A season, a book. Yeah, so I guess the, the sort of Game of Thrones route. Cool. I would... I think that could work as an anime. It could work as an anime, yeah. I mean, we spoke... A phrase I, f- a phrase I feel like will just keep coming back yeah. in this episode. We have spoken <laughs> before about how Harry Potter is essentially Star Wars. Is it British Star Wars? Yeah, Harry Potter is basically like... Uh, and again, as a lot of things are, because Star Wars is also basically like Seven Samurai and Yojimbo and stuff like that. Yeah. Harry Potter is just a, a load of other stories smushed together. Yeah, essentially, but with with the with British charm thrown in. Yes, um, and British as, potions as... and British transfiguration. Hey! Uh. Oh God, British charms would be a great name for it. It would be. It should actually. fuck, fuck yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, it's... I've started on um, 
uh, Hogwarts Legacy. That's a beautiful game. I've started on uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 Forbidden West, and the PlayStation 4 cannot handle that game. <laughs> Your PlayStation 4 could barely handle ter- like a DVD before. Oh, God, no. Like it, it does its traditional sounding like it's taking off. Yeah. But I can play 25 minutes before it comes up with a heat warning. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, don't and, and I can. I'm not even annoyed. I like the I, impressive game. I like the idea that. Do you remember when uh, we spoke about this before? The Donkey Kong came out on the N64, and it came out with the expansion pack. Yes, yes. I I stole one of those from my friend Shed. <laughs> I like the idea that uh, they should like for all of these high performance games on the PS4. It should come with just like a little handheld fan. Or something, just to help with the cooling. So I do have a fan for it, um, but it has to be standing upright. And we got a new TV stand. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, basically I have to decide whether the PlayStation looks neat or the PlayStation works. And as an adult decision, surprisingly difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You could put it upright and... um parallel to the tv behind it so you can't see it that that's that that is that i think is going to be the plan of stowing it away behind the tv or convincing my partner it's a good idea to buy a playstation 5 while i'm planning a wedding i think that's a better idea ian and i yeah. wholeheartedly back this as your best man i appreciate that man I appreciate <laughs> that's why you're the best <laughs> man um yeah hogwarts legacy i haven't um i ha- haven't played I'm sure I will end up getting around to it eventually, but I have so much shit queued because this is a video game podcast now. <laughs> I am I have so much shit queued up. I still got I've still played got uh, the end of Final Fantasy X the remaster to get through. Nice. Um, yeah, I I've got what is I was so I started God of War the first one, and I can't by the first one. Do you as mean in the, the first, first one or PS4 the... one? Okay. Um, and I cut so the, the the first one again. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the the using the buttons for combat. Uh, the shoulder buttons for combat just feels really alien. So I've not been able to. I kind of played it for a bit and then fell out of love with it. Tried Horizon Zero Dawn as well. Couldn't get too open ended. Not so much that. Um, that one was. You know when you've played something and then for one reason or another. You haven't played it for a while. Mine was mo- oh, moving. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I came back to it after like two or three months. I was I have no idea. A what's going on. B what any of the controls are. C why I'm here. D what day it is. Like it, it it's really it's quite a hard yeah. one to come back to. I had that with the Monster Hunter Monster Hunter World, where I pumped far too much time into that and then didn't play it for a bit. Came back. And it's like, oh, I'm shit. <laughs> like it would literally. It's literally going to take me twelve hours to get back to yeah, even remotely understanding what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, and and note, I didn't say that in the past tense because at some point I probably will spend twelve hours doing that because and why not? Yeah, I'm a simple man with simple tastes. But yes, back to your original question. Yeah, it was the Harry Potter news that HBO's picked oh, yeah. it up. That's why we're talking about this. I also saw actually today, I was watching the news and they were interviewing Rachel uh, Vice about uh, she's remaking. Um, oh, that's annoying because I wrote it down. Uh, Dead Ringers, 
the David Cronenberg movie is going to be a oh. TV show that's just coming out on Amazon Prime that she's um, playing twins in. Interesting. Well, I do have I do have a list, Graham. Oh, of movies that well, <laughs> movies that worked brackets or at least made as TV shows. <laughs> okay. Where 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 are we drawing the line here? Because like Lord of the, like Rings of Power is technically not a lot not the Lord of the Rings movies, but is still the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so I haven't included I haven't included things that were were. This is kind of like same source material run as a TV show. So like for the most part, Fargo. Some of them, yeah. So Fargo's on the list. Some of them are like continuations i guess but in a way where the film ended up basically being a pilot episode okay so uh friday night lights yep uh which is surprisingly surprisingly good and so it surprisingly good when it's good and very shit when it's shit <laughs> westworld yeah bad one lethal weapon oh really yeah lethal I weapon was a that. tv show i'm fairly sure the guy who played uh Riggs two into the role and then ended up becoming an alcoholic and got thrown off the show and then uh, replaced by Sean William Scott playing a different character. So it was <laughs> it ended up being a Lethal Weapon show that didn't have one of the main characters of Lethal Weapon. Nice. Because the real Lethal Weapon is alcoholism. Yes, the real Lethal Weapon is the friends we made along the way. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yep. That was a com- that was a film completely different yeah, TV actress show. as well, right? Completely different, everyone. Mm. I think. I think Donald Sutherland was in it. Okay, not as Buffy. Oh, that's that that's... would be a hell of a. We have recast <laughs> Donald Sutherland as Sarah Michelle Gellar, and not for the first time. Yeah, that would be that's a niche fucking episode. <laughs> what films would we replace Donald Sutherland with Sarah Michelle Gellar in? Number one, Moonfall, um, The Purge. Oh yeah, Scream. Yeah, that wasn't massively successful, was it? Teen Wolf, I think, twice. Yeah. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. That's one that's that's really been done well. Yeah, that was that's done very, very well. This is I, I think that is the best one on this list, really. Um there was a Highlander TV series that then ended up crossing over with the films. I assume there there was only one season of that. I I possibly <laughs> let's let's check. Why not? Highlander TV series. We really need uh, to steal something from uh, Harley from Fantamentals, which Let's is a Google weird this. thing. So I'm fairly, yeah, because I'm fairly sure he uh, was inspired. <laughs> Fuck me. He was inspired by us to do jingles in the first place, yeah. and now we're going to steal a jingle from him. We need a uh, googling. Yeah, as we uh, as we Google jingle, there were 119 episodes of the Highlander series. What? Six seasons. What? Six seasons running. Six seasons in a movie? <laughs> Six seasons. Oh, and then, yeah. I mean, and a movie, if they then had a crossover between um, that and the, the the film. They communityed it. They communityed it. Yeah, 119 episodes. <laughs> Fucking hell. Interesting. Uh, there was an Ace Ventura cartoon. Yeah. Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Uh, yeah. Which, again, continuation, but it's I still think that works. There was a Black Dynamite cartoon. Okay. There was a Clerks cartoon. There was not a cartoon, but there was a Blade TV series. Was there... Afro Samurai was series then movie, right? Rather than movie then series. Yes. Yeah. 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 
God, I love Afro Samurai. And then a really quite fun Xbox game. A surprisingly brilliant Xbox game. Yeah. Which we've definitely had this... We have this conversation every, I'd say, six months. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, because you could, uh, like, cut people's arms and legs off. Yeah. Yeah. Which is all you need, really. All you you need. I've always said Mario Kart has been missing, cutting people's arms and legs off. I would love an R-rated Mario Kart game. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Uh, From Dust Till Dawn. There was a From Dust Till Dawn TV series, which was all snaky. Nice. Cobra Kai. Ah, yes. A TV series, arguably inspired by a TV series based on a film. Because Cobra Kai 100% comes out of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, really? Yeah, they uh but there was a running joke about Barney thinking he was the main that guy was the main character of uh the karate kid and it just it, it had to have been okay. the starting point for the ideas of it. I've not watched any of it to be fair. Limitless. Oh yeah. Who did they get? There was a fairly famous actor cast in that. Possibly. I, I mean it wasn't what, was it Bradley like Cooper. Sky? Did Sky do it over here? I'm not sure. When I was in New York I nearly walked onto the set of it. A guy called Jake McDorman. So I am so going to no. say no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Jake McDorman, most famous for being in Limitless, which was a single season TV show, I believe. So that says something. Bring it on all or nothing. I think that's the end of the list. Uh, American Sniper. Is that... He was in that or is that just another... T- he was in that. Oh, okay. There was Yeah, there wasn't an American Sniper TV series. That would be... Uh, <laughs> That would be a fucking tough one. Minority Report. Really? Yeah. That didn't see that, that one coming. Passed me by. Nice. Yeah, I mean it's. It didn't sound great. Uh, Twelve Monkeys. Oh yeah, I never watched it. I remember being. It was one of those things. Was like, oh, that could be interesting, and then just never got round to uh, to giving it the time of day. Yeah, and then probably the most successful. Which, again, this requires me to do very, very quick maths, and I might have forgotten something. With a combined, this movie resulted in 300. The movie 300. And, eh? No. This this movie, uh, this movie ended up with TV shows totaling over 350 episodes. Let's do that. 354, 380 episodes. Any guesses? Um... I mean, the only thing I can think of with that many episodes is like The Simpsons or South Park or... Uh, no, so I can give you a clue. Go on. Oh, uh, the voice of Kratos in the God of War game you've played is in it. Is in the TV show. I mean, I have no idea who voices him, uh, so that doesn't help. Jason, Jason Momoa got his start in one of these TV shows. The movie featured Kurt Russell and James Spader and Ra, the Egyptian sun god. I have no idea. Stargate. Ah. So Stargate ended up with the 214 episode Stargate SG-1, the 100 episode Stargate Atlantis, the 40 episode Stargate Universe, and 26 episodes of what looks like an anime called Stargate Infinity. Nice. To watch all of it would take 10 and a half straight days. So yeah, like basically, what we're saying is there's a there is a long and illustrious history of movies being turned into TV shows. Yeah, but there's others out there which could be turned into TV shows, and that's why we're here today. It is. If you could turn anything into a TV show, that's not necessary. So just anything. 
what would it be and why? If I could turn anything just into anything. a TV show. Yeah, yeah, just anything. That's an interesting one. <laughs> it is, and it's quite... Um, I, I appreciate the the brief is you quite started, quite broad. The issue here is you started. I'm just I'm now just looking around the room to see if there's anything that can <laughs> trigger an interesting answer. Um, I would want. I don't know. Mine would be uh, secret cameras in Number Ten Down the Street. So, but the, the Prime Minister show. The pri- Well, not just the Prime Minister show because you'd have like Hancock and his uh, like indiscretions as well so basically whoever set up that camera to catch matt hancock but across all of parliament and we just get like uh they run it for 10 weeks and then we get to see the uh see the outcome so have you seen the new hidden camera show which again i'm assuming we're on the same algorithm but it's being thrown at me it's called like jury duty or something i haven't no so <laughs> of it course is... it's being thrown at you because you're the only person I know that's had all of the jury duty. <laughs> all of the jury duty. <laughs> so yeah, it's set in it's a hidden camera show where basically uh it just follows it's a trial and the jury. But everybody is an actor apart from one person on the jury. Okay. So then just weird shit happens. So like in one of them they have um Oh, fuck. Who plays Cyclops in the X-Men movies? There's also in the... James Marsden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He turns up playing himself. Okay. And is just clearly stupid. <laughs> so, like, it says, have you ever served on a jury before? And he's like, I have uh, in Cannes. He's like, Cannes? It's like, yeah, it's a French film festival. <laughs> <laughs> and then keeps talking about uh, how he was in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just a hidden camera show, just trying to get this guy to, um, or get get the person I think to realise it's all staged, right? But uh, but yeah, so you could do that, but with Ten Downing Street, <laughs> that would make it that that would have made everything make a lot of sense. It, it, maybe that is what is happening, and we just haven't seen the edit. Maybe um, the uh, the twenty eleven Rugby World Cup. Because in a TV show, Wales would have won the game Sam Warburton got sent off in. Uh, so you're going to go the Tarantino revisionist history route. Yeah, it would have been a, a true <laughs> underdog story with the ending that it deserved. Um, life. life. Life, because then we would get statistics. I was talking about this with a friend of the podcast who we beep out his name of. Get like statistics of life would be interesting, and I think we could get that if we made it into a TV show, because like there is somebody there, like statistically, there is somebody who is the worst at, for example, tennis. Out of yeah. the seven billion people on the planet, there is somebody who is probably a baby, but there is, or for example, there is somebody who has produced the. Uh, in terms of volume, the most amount of semen. Yeah, Boris Johnson. You could yeah. be doing a crossover. <laughs> yeah, but there is there is somebody like there is somebody here, somebody on the planet who has eaten the most burgers. There is somebody on the planet who has eaten like the most amount of beef. Like yeah. there are there are some interesting stats we could pull from that. There is also I'd like to to have a redo on my thing. Say the thing about the semen again. There is somebody who has produced the most amount of semen. Yeah, Ian, the Royal Navy. Hey, oh, <laughs> nice. I like how you could have. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. 
forcing forcing us into uh, I, I can't think of what to say there. I, forcing I, us into the straight and narrow. I conscri- conscripted your ears for that joke. That was a that was a stretch. I appreciate <laughs> it. But yeah, so I would yeah I will go life. Okay. I want a life, and to be fair, that is just called the news. So pretty bad answer. Yeah, I do like the idea of um, a world population wide version of Wimbledon. The, there's literally like so it would be the first round would be the round of seven billion, and then it just I am not going to figure out how many rounds that would be. Not not live on the fucking <laughs> podcast. A lot, and I'm not I'm not willing to do that to Futurian either. <laughs> Guys, future Ian here. What past Ian didn't take into consideration here is that chat GPT is a thing. And I put the question, how many rounds would a tennis tournament be that featured the entire population of the planet in a knockout format into it? And it gave me the fucking answer because this thing is a fucking wizard. Uh, To start with, there would be 7.9 billion players. This would then have to round up to eight and a half billion uh, because 7.9 billion is not to the power of two, which you would need for like a bracket format. So we're going to have to wait for uh, 600 million people to be born. Uh, Well, a net gain of 600 million before this mass mega ultra stealth Wimbledon takes place. Um, The total number of rounds would only be 32. Which is fucking mental. Uh, But it's also worth noting, uh, and this is a direct quote, however, it is worth noting that such a tournament is impossible to organise due to logistical and practical reasons, as well as the fact that many people may not be interested or physically able to play tennis. Thanks, AI. Can you imagine what the... The March Madness bracket for that would look like. How many guess? I would also want to know then how many guesses it would take to get it right. Oh, I mean, a ridiculous amount. How have we got here? Um, <laughs> the seven billion tennis tournament. Um, to answer your question properly, yeah. Now I have actually thought about it. Okay. And to give a relatively boring, simple answer, uh, Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, with the unfilmable yeah. book, right? Yeah, it wouldn't work as a film, but as a TV series, I think it would really, really work. What was the other one that was Cloud Atlas? That was meant to be on film, but wasn't it? Yes. Um, exhibit A of that is the film. <laughs> it's not as bad as people. It, it's given that the book is like bordering on a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. The 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 film is not. The film is distinctly average, and then also kind of. By kind of, I mean it is also very problematic. Yeah, I, Can I, mean, I interest you in Hugo Weaving playing a Korean? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I've always, I've always preferred uh, tornado globes. Anyway. Yeah, I feel more accurate. If anything. Mm. Yeah, hurricane maps. Yeah. I think we're done here, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done. I think we're done. Yeah. Movie recommendations? It's yours this week. <laughs> I uh, I assume you guys are here for a movie recommendation. No, thank you. Nah, I'm fine. Nah, I'm fine. Nah, I'm alright actually, thanks. Nah, I'm fine. It's alright. Fuck off.
it is mine um because last episode was a hundred percent definitely yours uh what i'm going to quickly do is just not to fall into the same trap you did i just wanted to double check we haven't picked this before i don't think we have but uh nope we're good we're good so uh this is uh, a tv no it's not this is a film that has inspired a tv show that is coming out later this year uh that tv show is the continental mm. which is a prequel to my choice john wick's one through four nice so getting a getting a sneaking in three extra choices so john wick John Wick Chapter 2, John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, and then John Wick Chapter 4, because they decided to go back to the naming convention. The Continental is uh, so it's a prequel that follows like the early days of Ian McShane's character, as he's uh, kind of either working or setting up or doing something with the New York Continental. Uh, Mel Gibson's in it. Peter Green, uh, who is the bad guy from The Mask, who looks like he's wearing a mask anyway. Right. And... Uh, Katie McGrath and Colin Waddell. It's going to be great. But the John Wick films are fucking amazing. I have so much time for them. I watched them all again recently and then watched John Wick 4. And John Wick 4 is everything that you would want from the kind of conclusion of that series. It's fucking great. That's good to hear. I've, I've unfortunately read a lot of reviews where people were like bad mouthing it and saying it was was uh was not particularly good but the thing with john wick 4 is the the brilliant reviews the the reviews calling it a masterpiece are exactly the same as the reviews saying it's shit just in a different tone yeah keanu reeves barely says everything it is basically just a series of extended video game cutscenes with just excuses to go from one extended fight scene into another yeah and that is exactly what I want from those fucking films. Yeah, I think it's pro- it's it's the case of um, if you take it for what it is, you'll enjoy it, kind of thing. If you're yeah. looking for something deeper, then you're probably, probably not the movie. It is exactly the only criticism I have of it is there is a character in it who clearly should have been played by Till Lindemann from Ramstein. Okay, when you watch it, you will understand exactly who I mean. <laughs> but yeah, so. Film recommendation, John Wick, John Wick 2, John Wick 3, and John Wick 4. And then I guess The Continental when that comes out. Nice. If you haven't got time for a quadrology, uh, anything else that people should watch this week? So if you don't have time for a quadrilogy, uh, a spin-off movie called The Ballerina, and then uh, a TV series, you probably need to pick something which is more self-contained. So that as of recording... Has no spin-offs, prequels, sequels, sidequels, TV series, musicals, operas, comic books, graphic novels, anything like that. Made I would of love them. a musical. Ah, oh, it would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> and that is uh, Ari Aster's Midsummer. So a completely self-contained story. If you do want to find out what may have happened afterwards, you can obviously listen to the off-menu episode with Florence Pugh. This is true. Which is obviously where we would have thought we would get some more Midsummer news from. Yeah. But... Yeah, we talked about it before, haven't we, Graham? Midsummer's just fucking great. Fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. And uh, and with that, we go into our choices of movies that would work as a TV show. And the first choice, Graham, is yours. It is. I'm going to tread over old ground here. But I'm going to tread over it with a 
new, fun, and interesting take in because that's the kind of stand-up guy I am. The movie is a movie that we've is probably been in more. Well, it definitely has been in more lists than the other list because technically it's every choice on every list. But the movie is John Carpenter's The Thing. Nice. And I think it would work really well as a TV show. But a specific TV show. And this TV show has... uh, We have to presuppose something here. And that is that The Thing is real. And I mean... It, that would be a shit film if the thing wasn't real. No, no. It'd be actually, to be fair, it would be a very interesting film. Yeah, yeah. But no, as in like, in reality, it's real because it's going to be a reality TV show where we get contestants uh, who you know, like Big Brother style, and uh, they all go into like self-contained pods before the show starts. One of them gets infected with the thing. And the winner is whoever figures out who the thing is or the thing itself if it survives till the end. And there's a cash prize. Cool. Okay. (laughs) This is going to... So, this is obviously going to be wildly successful. Yep. I I weirdly have no questions about the format. (laughs) It's like... Think of Survivor. You know, they used I'm to thinking, gather around the campfire. I'm thinking more like a cross between like Hunted or that. Was it like the Betrayed, Betrayal, Traitors, something like that that came out recently, which people were uh, yeah, fucking mental that, for? But, yeah. um, so the, the 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 question for you here is obviously this will get three seasons. Yeah, it'll get three wildly successful seasons. I'm assuming either Ed Gamble, yeah, fuck it, it'll be Ed Gamble, wouldn't it? We'd do a spin off. Uh, podcast based on it um then we would get the celebrity episode the celebrity the thing who would you want on the celebrity the thing game show okay so we're gonna say there's 12 contestants okay 12 contestants okay straight at number one carol vorderman friend of the pod she retweeted (laughs) um i'm going carol vorderman i'm going uh monica lewinsky um, <laughs> the obvious follow-up to Carol Vorderman. Yeah. Um, Joey Travolta. H from Steps. Cool. Just to... Uh, you know what? I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> um, we're going to have um, John Favreau, but not that one, the speechwriter for President Obama. <laughs> um... <laughs> We're going to have uh, Nicola Sturgeon, because her husband's just been arrested, so she's going to need some cash. Um, we're going to have, uh, fuck it, Matt Hancock as well, because I'd like to see him eaten from the inside by a parasitic oh. alien being. And you know he'd be up for it, because he's a cunt. <laughs> there is that too. Um, we're going to have... Um, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, we're going to have uh, Katie Price. She loves stuff like this, doesn't she? Um, yeah, that's fair. We're going to reunite her with Peter Andre as well. Um, we've got two more in. Um, we're going to have... Uh, we're going to have that Dolly the Sheep that was the first cloned um, 
first cloned uh, living okay. being. And <laughs> tell me how hard it's going to be to prove if Dolly the Sheep is the thing or not. Um, True. And then we're going to have... Um, let's let's figure out who else we're going to have. We're going to have Warwick Davis. And that's going to round Davis. it out. Yeah. Okay, so... And where's it set? Warehouse? How like old mansion house? Like I don't know, Antarctica. Antarctica. Okay, so yeah. Carol Vorderman, Monica Lewinsky, Joey Travolta, H, the speechwriter John Favreau, Nicholas Sturgeon, Matt Hancock, Ozzy Osbourne, Katie Price, Peter Andre, Dolly the Sheep, and Warwick <laughs> Davis get airdropped into an Antarctic research base set. Yeah. I say set, it is still, it's in the, it is an Antarctic research base that has been repurposed by, obviously, Channel 4. Yeah, oh, obviously it's Channel 4. <laughs> and one of them is the thing already. Yeah, on, on route, one of them's been yeah. made to the thing. And then they have to either identify the things, and w- the winner will, if they correctly do it, all the survivors get money to their chosen charity. Yeah. But never quite enough to warrant doing it. Yeah, absolutely. It's always like four grand. Yeah. Which is a lot, but not for the fucking ski jumping shit they always seem to be doing. No. And then um, the thing has to assimilate everyone. Yeah. And the host will be dressed up as Kurt Russell, even though it's probably going to be um, like... It will be... Uh, it will be... Um... Russell Kane. Russell, uh, no, Russell Kane would do the things, the thing, which is the oh, the uh, spin-off, the, the after after show yeah, talk yeah. of it. Okay, uh, Ant and Deck. Ant and Deck. Okay, all right, yeah. interesting. Um, who, towards the end of the series, start awkwardly talking at exactly the same time. <laughs> okay, I mean, the only issue I have with this TV show is out of this list of Carol Vorderman, Monica Lewinsky, Joey Travolta, H, the speechwriter, John Favreau, Nicholas Surgeon, Matt Hancock, Ozzy Osbourne, Katie Price, Peter Andre, Dolly the Sheep, and Warwick Davis. It's obviously Matt Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> like, Matt Hancock is obviously the thing. Oh, but it's a double bluff, right? Ah, because he's, he's too he's obviously, too obviously, the, obviously thing. the thing. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember that video of him where he's really awkwardly stood next to that woman doing the TV interview and he's just like so close to her? Yes, and he obviously got told to smile. <laughs> yeah, and he's just kind of like peering at her as she's talking. <sighs> I mean, yeah, you're right. He is obviously the thing. <laughs> yeah, he, that would make everything make sense now. <laughs> um, it's why he could break COVID rules. Yeah. Because they, they never specified the thing had to abide by them. This is This is very true. And they're like rats. You're only ever five metres away from the thing. <laughs> from the Matt Hancock. Yeah. I mean, I like this. I, as, as I often say on this podcast, I would watch the shit out of this. <laughs> it's I can very clearly picture what the thing would be. Right? Yeah. Nice. I, I, I mean, it, it's difficult to talk more when it's... Uh, <laughs> Just, just a good idea. <laughs> I disagree with uh, Ant and Deck, though. I feel like there's a better, a better, more fitting host. We'll get Ian Sterling narrating it. Yeah. Who, who would you have? Maybe. What about the uh, John Richardson and his wife? Oh, that's a shout. Yeah, John Richardson and uh... time to Google. One of the reasons we can't have a Google jingle is because we it will show how much we it'd be all the time. people think we know uh, Lucy Beaumont Lucy. Yeah, let's do that. I like that idea. Yeah.
I was just saying, to be fair, fuck Hunt and Dirk. Yeah, yeah, they've won enough. This is where they finally get uh, lose that daytime TV uh, award. Oh, the national TV awards, though. Yeah, which but one won. of them is an absolute prick, isn't he? Because he like drunk driver, drunk yeah, yeah, drove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, I don't, I, I don't actually know. And the other's dead. I you said, and the other's dead. I was like, when did that happen? God. Oh, you haven't <laughs> heard the conspiracy. <laughs> the original deck died twenty years ago. Ah. Uh. Yeah. In that paintball, <laughs> in, in that paintballing <laughs> accident on uh, Biker Grove. Yeah, in a freak paintball accident on Biker Grove, uh, and then was replaced by a lookalike uh, who has just been masquerading as Deck since then. Yeah. What a massive Deck. Cool. I uh, part of me really wants to pivot away from what we're doing here because <laughs> that was such a great fucking choice. But I go, I'm going more boring. Um. So I, my first choice was between two. Mm-hmm. So it was between this and it was, well, it was between the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and it was between Mystery Men. Okay. And I thought both of them would work as TV shows, but I didn't know which one to do. So I messaged a load of people and they overwhelmingly said the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So my choice is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which cuts the, plays it close with the topic because... This could also be a decent choice in an episode of like comic Graphic books novels. that need to be adapted again. Yeah, but so I just a quick one. I realised that I I was like, I swear you didn't say this when you told me your choices, and I've just gone back to message, and you just sexed me the League of Extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the League of Extraordinary. Okay. Um. Yeah. Good shout. I like. It's it hard. Oh, that film could have been so much better than it was. It could have been so much, so much better. So, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, um, most famous for one being featured in our second ever episode, which ran to fifty minutes long, <laughs> uh, and two being so bad it forced Sean Connery to retire from acting. Yeah, which is fucking insane. And he only did this film because he turned down Gandalf. Uh, because he didn't understand the script. Yeah. And when it obviously came out, that was a horrific choice to make. Took the next screenplay he got given that he didn't understand the script for, which was The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> the reason I think... So there are, there are another two reasons here. There are two reasons this would work great as a TV show. One, it didn't fucking work as a film. And two, there is such like a wealth of so for people who don't know the league of extraordinary gentlemen is basically like the avengers for victorian novels yeah and the comic series goes a bit deeper where and on topic so well, the villain Forty Thousand leagues under the sea right that's that's, a a, deep, deep uh, that's not actually uh that's not actually in depth uh, 40,000 Leagues. 40,000 Leagues is the distance horizontally they travel while under the sea at the assortment of depths. <laughs> I wanted to see who would break first. Um, yeah, interesting to see if I keep that <laughs> long, elongated pause in the edit or not. Um, maybe I'll have to put chir- birds chirping in the background. Yeah, I think you need Grasshoppers, some... just so people yeah. know that their headphones haven't just randomly imploded from the sheer, unadulterated 
just accurate fact. Swatishness, um, I think. Swatishness, yeah. Yeah, so it's the Leavis Jordan Judgment basically takes fiction, like, characters from famous novels and throws it's them. It's also 20,000 leagues under the sea. Where did I get 40,000 leagues under the sea? It's 20, Is that the sequel? It must be. There must be a 40,000. Because that felt right. Time to Google. 40,000. Oh, no. If I just searched for I was hoping it would come up with uh, a book, but it didn't. It came up with 40,000 is worth how much an hour? So, okay. Uh, yeah, don't know how you got that, but it's a lot. You're, you're a lot. You just thought it was a lot, uh, a lot further than it actually was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the, the, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen takes characters from books and throws them together in a story. And the comic has taken a lot more than the film. So the films were based around, so Alan Quatermain, uh, Captain Nemo from the aforementioned 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, uh, Mina Harker from uh, the Dracula books, um, Rodney Skinner, who's the Invisible Man, Dorian Gray, who is Dorian Gray, uh, Tom Sawyer, I'm... who is a Rush song. Um, I, d- I don't remember seeing the Invisible Man. Because oh, he's invisible! Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde were in it. Um, yeah. And then a couple of other things, which would kind of be spoilers, but you shouldn't really be watching it anyway. But yeah, like, it's. There's. Given those are the characters they went for, there is so much more they could have done. Like, just off the top of my head, if you're doing Dracula, have Dracula as the fucking villain in it. Yeah. Like, even if we stick with just this time period of novels, there are, there's just so much more they could have done. But the problem with a film is you do kind of have to strip it back a bit because there's not enough time to introduce all of these other characters. And that's where a TV series would come into its own because you could have a lot more of these people kind of rocking up and doing their thing. So, I mean, this is a, this is an alphabetized list, so I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Uh, Barbar the Elephant has turned up in it. Uh, that's, the that's... Artful Dodger. Baldrick um, has a, a visual cameo, at least. Uh, Ben-Hur, Beowulf. Uh, Bill and Ben. The Flowerpot Men. The Flowerpot Men. Horatio Blimp. No idea what that is, but that's an incredible fucking name. Um, James Her- Bond. Horatio Blimp sounds like, uh, you know, when Bob Mortimer's making up stories on What I Lie to You and he comes up like. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's definitely one of his friends. Me and my friend Horatio Blimp used to go 40,000 leagues. <laughs> uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang has turned up in it. Santa Claus. Uh, sorry for people who didn't realise that was a fictional character. Uh, Dan Dare, the Doctor, Doctor Doolittle, the band Driveshaft from Lost, uh, Phileas Fogg, Barney Fife. Is it um, you, all, you All Everybody? Is that the song from Driveshaft? I think so. Why do I remember stuff like that? Yeah. Godzilla. Nice. Goldfinger. Finger. Um, Fanny Hill (laughs) and I've got halfway through I'm going to stop now Ishmael 
Ishmael is in it of Call Me fame. But yeah, like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen would just it would just be an incredible TV series. I think it would it would really really work. It would mean that you could throw in a loads of cameos, properly dive into these characters and why they're doing things, and it gives you a second chance to adapt this source material in the way it deserves to be adapted. What style of TV show are we going? Are we getting like a HBO remake? Are we going for this uh... for this one? I am. Um. <sighs> I would I would say kind of the more yeah more of the kind of HBO kind of side. So kind of like what they did with Watchmen. Before. Yeah, I would see this kind of being like a. I don't want to say companion piece, but yeah, a similar kind of vibe to that. Um, it would be a Sky Atlantic thing. Yeah. The kind of show where you aren't sure if it was Sky who did it or HBO. Yeah, but you do know that they're advertising for you to get a Volvo before you watch it. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> So this would be Volvo presents the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Nice, they could be great. Swedish, Swedish, Volvo, Volvo. So we've gone reality TV, uh, which um, is obviously the the I, I I'm not going to top the reality version of the thing. Um, I understand that, and I've made my peace with it. I was thinking so. I've taken this of like different styles of TV shows and then fitting a movie into it. So the next film, I don't know if we've spoken about this film before, which if we haven't is a bit of a trap. We must have spoken about it in passing. I don't think it's been a choice before though. Um, and that is The Goonies. Um, because I think The Goonies is an incredible, incredible movie. But I want it, I don't want it, I basically want it remade for like, a really specific, like, 90s Saturday morning TV. Yeah, uh, just for... We have talked about The Goonies once. Okay. Was it a choice once? It was. Okay. So, uh, if we hark back to episode 79, uh, legacy sequels we would watch, one of your choices was Goonies, The Treasure of John Thomas. Nice. Which Completely don't famous. remember that. I'll have to go and... <laughs> I'll have to go and uh, listen to that again. But yeah, just like, so the Goonies, but in the style of like Saturday morning TV cartoon serialised show. So like a Scooby-Doo style um, or, uh, you know, the kind of thing that was, was taking up 35 minutes of SMTV live every Saturday morning. Yeah, I like it. And you've obviously got, so like the Goonies is obviously around... Um, the, the the one specific um, kind of jaunt. That's probably not the best word for Adventure. it. Adventure. Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously the Saturday morning thing, you know, it'd be a new adventure week to week. Um, maybe a new, st- a new treasure that sounds slightly dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, is definitely, yes, meant- de- yeah, definitely a joke we've made before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also you 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 did mention on the uh, extraordinary gentleman that they did have Fanny Hill, so it could be the the treasure yeah. of Fanny Hill. But uh, yeah, I think it's either like a Disney style cartoon, like Recess or something like that, like done in that kind of animation <laughs> style, or it's like Power Rangers style. Because I'm just thinking of like sloth and other sort of like 
monster kind of characters in that over-the-top yeah. kind of Power Rangers uh, I villain think, style. I think you hit it in one. I, I think this as a Saturday morning cartoon would just be brilliant. Yeah. The kind of cartoon that's done in a style where you can't tell if it originally started as a way to sell cereal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And obviously, it would have a, cere- a cereal tie-in. Slothos? Slothos. Yeah. I'd Sloth okay puffs? Yeah. Hey, 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 you. Hey, you guys. Just call the Captain, hey, you guys. Captain Chunk. Captain Chunk. Captain nice. Chunks. Yeah. But that, mean, sounds, there's, there's... that sounds horrific. The Captain <laughs> Chunks feel like they'd be moist. <laughs> yeah, and that's well, more Billy, like... Let, Billy, you haven't, you haven't eaten any of your chunks. <laughs> um... Oh, but can you imagine again going back to like this is this is like on Saturday morning kids TV in the nineties. Not only would it be a serial tie-in, but you'd ha- there'd be a toy inside the cellophane bag that you would have to root around for in the serial. Yes, bag. and it would be made of lead. Yes, it would be made or... of something. Yeah, it will turn out it's like now now with thirty percent asbestos. Yeah, asbestos is the bestos. Oh. Um, Do you remember Walker's? Put fivers into packets. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and they'd have little, little like blue packets. It was yeah, like folded, yeah. a folded up fiver. Kids these days ever... will never know what that's like. Did you ever have the the yogurts that were in the shape of a UFO, and then there was like a Kinder Surprise yes! thing in the middle? Oh my god, I forgot those existed. They were <laughs> awful, but I fucking loved them. Yeah, same. It was just all e numbers. Oh, I'm googling this. Time to Google. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll decide now. We will come up with a Google jingle, but we will only play it once. <laughs> yeah, the, at, at the first mention of Google. Ah, oh, it was an onken frufo. Frufo. Oh, like UFO. Yeah. Frufo. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, basically a kind of surprise, but a yogurt. Yeah, and like it was just like a big um, petit falou, right? Like a petit falou and a donut. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Oh, God. What time to be alive. Yeah. I do think... I mean, they are mental, aren't they? I'm just looking at the packaging now. Yeah. Like, you couldn't... Like, you can still... Like, obviously, Kinder Eggs are still a thing. But they've had to change how the... It has a hinge now. The, the like, egg inside the egg. Because yeah. um, you could choke a small child with it. It's true, yeah. I, it, I, it does... There, there is something that is a, is a bit sad that no future generations will, will know the joy of getting home from a shop at Sainsbury's and rooting through the cereal at 7pm on a Thursday night just because you wanted the toy. Yeah, and it was rooting through all the shit bits left of the cereal. Yeah. Because all the good bits, like the marshmallow, had already just been eaten. Yeah. Just by hand. Just by... Yeah. yeah. This is back when, the, when they allowed... Um, you could buy... Uh, Lucky Charms in the UK before it was like banned because of too much sugar and now you have to import it for like eight pounds a box or whatever. Same like uh, original recipe Sunny D. Yes. Which I think to get around sugar things just listed sugar as like four or five different things on the side of it. <laughs> oh god. Yeah because like I mean this is purely for our uh, UK listeners I think. Um, well, no, let me rephrase that. This isn't for our American listeners, but there isn't really any fil- food now here that fills that gap of 
like the the not guilt is the wrong word the fear that what you're eating could kill you like yeah like you know something which tastes like there are no natural flavors nothing created <laughs> nothing living or dead has tasted like this <laughs> like this is a purely created a, and it'll this be is called purely like, synthetic yeah snafflebury you're one step away from just plugging yourself into the matrix and experiencing it the flavor that way pretty much yeah yeah it's well like you've got the whole thing of the, the like the uh the foam bananas yeah uh the taste is based on a banana that is now extinct yeah so which is why they don't quite taste like banana yeah but it's a weird that that's the agreed upon flavor of banana dead like, banana nesquik kind of tastes like the foam bananas like banana yeah. Nesquik, obviously, not chocolate Nesquik. I mean, I still think the the medicine, the banana flavored medicine they used to give you as kids, I think is still why I don't like banana. Banana. Oh yes, no, yeah. I know the one you mean. Yeah. Because yeah. do you, do you remember just... the the point that childhood ends is when you move from purple cow pole to orange cow pole, <laughs> and I won't be told otherwise. Yeah. What? What, mum? What's this Colgate? Where's my milk teeth? <laughs> Milk teeth used to taste delicious, didn't it? Oh, it's great. I would have smeared that on a fucking bagel. Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome to Nostalgia Pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this choice, this choice was between, stop me if you've heard this one before, this choice was between two. So it was the fifth element or Ian, it was stop, Demolition Man. Stop, stop. You tell me to stop if I'd heard it before. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna try and do another elongated pause because <laughs> what we really need with this uh, podcast, Graham, is padding out the time. Yeah. <laughs> so this choice was between uh, the Fifth Element and Demolition Man. I messaged a load of people. There was a lot of crossover in these people I messaged, and they overwhelmingly, and by that I mean every single one of them, said Fifth Element. So my choice is Demolition Man. So, Demolition Man, uh, the 1993 uh, Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullock movie. I fucking love this film. I won't be told otherwise. Uh, stars John Spartan, a cop from uh, like the distant past of 1999, who gets framed for a crime by uh, Wesley Snipes uh, and frozen to then wake up in like a utopia-esque uh, future San Angeles where um, crime isn't really a thing anymore. But then crime is a thing, and they have to revert to his his old, charmish, brutish cop ways. So, one, we may have a translation problem given the current American policing system. <laughs> you know, we have to manage this properly. But I think this would really work in one of my favourite, like, sub-genres of TV. Yep. And that is a cop and a blank solve crime. Okay, so like an eye zombie or otherwise. Yeah, yeah. so uh, a cop and a zombie. So eye zombie. Uh, a cop and a mystery writer. We have Murder, She Wrote and Castle. Uh, a magical pie maker in Pushing Daisies, which is a hugely underrated TV show. Uh, a pretend psychic. Basically Darren Brown in The Mentalist. Uh, Satan. So... Lucifer is just Satan solving solving crime. And yeah, I just like 
I like the idea of Demolition Man becoming like a procedural cop show. Yeah. So it is a it is a case an episode, and then the there will be an overarching conspiracy each season that they need to kind of track down and solve. Um, I will take no further questions. Nice. I'm always I was always sad that Demolition Man wasn't actually like a kitchen sink drama about a guy who knocked down old buildings. Yeah, yeah, it's the sequel to um, Merry Christmas, Charlie Bennett, <laughs> which is which is a joke just for us. <laughs> a joke so just for us. I bleeped that out first time I talked about it on the podcast because I had nice. to just get it out there. Um, but his mum said I didn't have to, so I'm just going to keep it in this time. <laughs> so why not? Um, but yeah, like I just I like the idea of so you first of all you would get to explore like the future world a bit more and see all its quirks and weirdness. And then, yeah, he just solves a crime every episode using kind of like traditional police detective work rather than the weird out of touch future cop shit. How often do we see the, uh, the bicep hand grip? Is that every episode? Yeah. 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 There'd there'd be, is that how every episode ends? Yeah, exactly. And then then freeze frame. Yeah, like you'd have, so the first season, obviously, like the big bad guy will be, because this is going to be an outright, like, kind of season one will be a remake of the film kind of movie into a TV show. Yeah. So the big overarching story in season one will be Simon Phoenix and why, you know, trying to track him down. And the so the higher level of the show is basically the plot of Demolition Man. But then every episode you have your... uh yeah, your weird, quirky thing. So, like, I don't know, in one, someone steals a dog because that seems to be what the, what, like, future crime is. Um, there'll be conspiracy. There would be intrigue. There'd be a man who looks like Sylvester Stallone, but for budgetary reasons is not Sylvester Stallone. Trying to think who you could get. You know who would be good, who is also tied into a detective show currently? Go on. Thad from Blue Mountain State? Don't know. That is. Uh, the guy currently playing Jack Reacher in the Jack Reacher series. Okay. Um, he's massive and has biceps. I am not gonna. I'm. I'm gonna make a point of not googling. But if I were to Google, I would Google actors with biceps and see what comes up. I'd go. Do you know who I'd pick? John Berthnell. Oh, that's a hell of a shout. Yeah. I would also want Jermaine Clement as a future policeman. Yeah, and. I could see him doing that kind of like, because uh, this would be prime like, eight pm, nine pm slot, the American show that has like the three ad breaks. Because who the fuck does that, guys? Actually, four, but like five minutes in. So they do this weird thing if you watch TV in the US, where the two shows don't have a gap between them yeah. to keep you watching. So there's like an ep- uh, there's an ad break with like f- then five minutes at the end yeah. of the show. And run straight into the next show without any ads, and then yeah, and, and then an ad, after yeah. about five minutes, yeah, which makes it's it f- fucking hell, America. I know you have a lot of problems, but that is the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think John John Burnthorpe's a very very good shout. Um, whoever it is that I'm talking about, who we'll just keep referring to as Thad, and yeah. even then, I'm not 100 percent sure that's the character's name, but <laughs> you know who I mean. He looks like a Thad. Like I am, I am now going to Google, and I bet if I Google Thad, it comes up with him. I like that you're googling on your phone rather than your laptop because, like, it makes it it does slightly better. Thad, nice. 
I, I googled it on my phone so I could show you the picture easier. Okay. Um, he is played by uh, an actor, Alan Richson. Yeah, classic Alan. Classic Alan. So I would want, yeah, Alan Richson or John Bernthal. Um, and whoever it isn't can be the big bad in season two. Nice. But yeah, I just, I love shitty detective shows. And I love Demolition Man. So turning Demolition Man into a shitty detective show just seems to work. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a quick hypothetical, and then we can we can dive on with other choices. Um, um, I'm always I've always got time for a hypothetical. Yeah. What detective show would you want in that kind of this niche genre of a cop and a blank solve crime? A uh, French bulldog. Cop and a French bulldog solve crime. Yeah. Nice. I like it. A talking French bulldog. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Talking Cor- French bulldog, and we'll call the we'll call the show um i don't know i thought i was going to come up with something really inspired straight away and i completely fell flat the one that Um, i always talk about is uh just i I will i will say this in the hope that by the time i finished you will have come (laughs) up with your french bulldog name a cop and the ghost of john f kennedy so this would be a series where barack obama has become a detective after being president and solves crimes in Washington, D.C. With First of all, the first season would be The Ghost of John F. Kennedy. It ends with John F. Kennedy uh, finding peace and uh, moving to the next realm. Um, and then he thinks it's over, but then suddenly the ghost of Abraham Lincoln turns up. In season two, he's solving crimes with the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. And then at the end of that, and it's about getting these dead presidents uh, into heaven, or more likely hell. Um, and it would be called Thanks, Obama. Nice. Yeah, I've talked about that hypothetical idea far too many times. Uh, pedigree chum. Nice. I like not it. my best work. I like it a lot. But also, not my worst. Talking of police procedural shows, Hot Fuzz. Because why not? Um, Hot Fuzz, basically, Midsummer Murders, but with... Edgar Wright's Midsummer Murders. Yeah, basically. Oh my god, I would give my left nut for that. <laughs> right nut. I think the left one's the good one. The right one's the one you twist. No, sorry, no. The left one is the left one. The right one's the good one. So I'll give that for it. Oh wow, that's that's high price. Oh, yeah, high price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bring back Simon Peggy McFrost, but um, sleepy villages. Obviously, that's what Hot Fuzz is, but like week on week, a different. Uh... Or actually, maybe we just set it in Midsummer. As in the village, not the Ariasta movie. Although there were there were some murders in Midsummer. Am I right? Here? Hey, hey. Am I right? Fucking um, banter. But yeah, it's Midsummer murders. So it's the same sleepy village every week. It's it's just Nick Frost and Simon Pegg um, solving solving the crimes uh, with an Edgar Wright written dialogue and direction. I am. Uh... It's not if you've heard this one before. I am Googling. So London has 11 murders per year. Sorry, 11 murders per million per year. Right. The town of Midsummer has 134 murders per million per year. Over There were over, over the 20 years of that show, there were over 500 murders. That village surely can't doesn't even have five hundred people, does it? Like people are just moving in to get murdered. So I think 
I think Midsummer is actually a fictional county. Okay. But even yeah, then, it's basically like <laughs> I like the idea that it's like like an inventive British dignitas. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Midsummer? No, mid, not Midsummer. Uh, Edgar writes Midsummer. Midsummer yeah. via hot fires. Um, the, the, so question for you, because there's an inevitable question here. Yeah. Um. What role is Daniel Craig going to play in it? Um, hmm. Because they're on a, they're on a, they hit a streak, right? So Hot Fuzz had Timothy Dalton in. Yeah. World's End had Pierce Brosnan in. So this okay. one needs Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is going to be an unassuming priest who is kind of they they bump into like tending um, his uh, like. He's he's given he's just done the funeral for the person that's been murdered, and they've kind of had like a um, you know an interaction with him talking about how you know how awful a thing it was and the, how upstanding a fellow the guy that's just been murdered was in the community. And obviously, as it turns out, Daniel Craig murdered him because he's James Bond in disguise as a priest. I like it. Nice. Mm. The name's Bond. Father Bond. Father Bond. I like it. So would it be... How would you see... Are we going full police procedural? So it's a crime an episode. Like yeah, an overly, So like the swan hunt would be an episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's literally... I mean, and it's, it's new crimes. Oh, yeah, but no, but I mean, but in... I couldn't... Okay, okay, all right, fine. What kind of weirdly countryside middle-class crimes would they be solving? Uh, the, the ox... Roast has gone missing. Oh God, no! Um, Stop being funny. This all feels so real. <laughs> I'm I am basing this on uh, on on reality. Well, not reality because thankfully the ox roast has never gone missing. Um, uh, I've, ta- I've talked about Cornetto heist. Nice. I, I've talked about it before. I saw a, a local newspaper down in Wales with the title "Large Fox Spotted." <laughs> so there'll just be one where it is it is that like. The beast of what's the what's the name of the town in Hot Fuzz? I can't remember because it's it's named after a fake police training town. I know that much, but I can't remember its actual name. But it'll be the beast of whatever that town is called. Yeah, and it just turns out it's like a, a slightly sand Sandford. Yeah, Sandford is the Sandford name. Yeah, you said that like it was a type of shrew. It's like it turns <laughs> out it's just a Sandford. It's like okay. <laughs> no idea what a sand foot is, but you said it with confidence, so I will um, just uh, I will just let it slide. Yeah, or just like a, a rather large rat, like in in um, Joker with the, with the, ah, with yes. the big rats, a rodent um, of unusual size. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And then like the the penultimate episode, we'll do the Game of Thrones model. So the penultimate episode is the like the event episode. Yeah, and that will be a murder. That would just be something like horrific, <laughs> like oh god, a man, a man is shooting from the clock tower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like a like a full on. Do you remember back in like two thousand and one? Maybe there were the two guys in Washington D.C. Oh that fuck, yeah, that was terrible. Like snipers from the car, but no one knew where they were. And yeah. It was like a father-son thing. There was a documentary recently about it on Channel 4. Yeah, because they cut a hole out in the boot of the car so they could shoot then drive away. Yeah, and like so the guy yeah. laid from the boot all the way through into the back seat. 
Um, yeah. So like that, but in in um, in midsummer or yeah. sand. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> or, or an episode where it turns out the local butcher is killing and feeding people. Yeah. Uh, the full the uh, the the demon barber of uh, Sanford. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe like a uh, the light-hearted, quirky bit of that episode would be it's a musical, <laughs> or like a like a a grouse that's got rabies. Yeah, because like you would <laughs> to do the full hot fuzz thing. That ninth episode would then have to be done just as a flat-out action thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Because what I don't think Hot Fuzz gets the credit for is the last half of or the last third of Hot Fuzz. Is an incredible send-up of action movies. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorite the, gun um, battles. Doesn't it have a? My favorite Edgar Wright gun battle is in Baby Driver because it has it's done to the tune of tequila. Yes, that is good. That is good. My favorite Edgar Wright gun battle isn't actually a gun battle. It's from the episode of Spaced where they're talking about the male psyche. It's where they're pulling out fake guns. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's based. Um, I was going to whack that out, then I realised it would just be the noise people would get is just me going, <laughs> and that's, that's kind of weird. I also heard you say instead of I was going to act that out, I heard you say I was going to whack that out. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, no, I just uh, something about the episode of space just makes me whack it out. <laughs> no, I think I think it would be I think it would be fun. Um, I like it. Bill Nye would be in it. Yeah, you just get the whole cast back. Yeah, I think so. Um, Is there anyone who's reached that like level of British TV since then? You would have in. How do you mean? Well, because it kind of had everyone at the time you'd expect to be in it, right? Like Martin oh. Freeman, Bill Bay, Bill Bill Bailey, Jim Broadbent rocked up in it. Yeah. Um, I feel like Greg Davis is there now. Oh, that's a shout! Yeah. Yeah, Greg Davis, um, Richard Osmond is everywhere. Yeah, uh, I'd have Nicholas Holt in it. Yeah, love me some Nicholas Holt. Um, Nicholas Holt, who is would have already appeared on the fucking Caged In podcast. Did somebody say Caged In Coppola connections with Petros? Francis, Roman, Sophia, Nicholas Cage, August, Jason Schwartzman, Gia, Adrian from Rocky. I, I, I just love me some Coppola's, mate. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah, that's fucking insane. It's the wrong Nicholas, but fucking hell. Yeah. And but as, like, joke, as... joke, 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 jokes aside, well done, Petros, and Nicholas Holt is fucking amazing. Yeah, so, so, so good in the menu. Mm. Oh god, yeah, he's incredible. He was also in a zombie rom-com called Warm Bodies, which does not get enough uh, credit, um, apart from by me, because I, again, I I bring that up quite quite on the reg. Yeah, yeah, Greg Davis again. You're just you're just nailing these hypothetical choices. No, which ironically is a TV show that he's not on. That's James Acaster. James Acaster would have to. James Acaster, yeah. James Acaster. Who would who who would you have as James Acaster in a Midsummer Murders meets Hot Fuzz TV series? Who would I have as James Acaster? No, as who would you have him playing? It's a similar question to the, the Daniel Craig question. I would have him as. Oh, it's a tough one. 
Because what I picture him as immediately was already in the movie. Um, right. I would want him as the brother of the human statue <laughs> that went missing in the movie. Okay. Seeking... He'll, he'll, yes, <laughs> seeking revenge very slowly. And so the uh, the human statue will be played by Ed Gamble. Uh, well, the, the the human statue was already in the first one. Right. Okay. So you're saying that he's not okay with you. Yeah, Ed Gamble. I would have as a charity cyclist who comes through town. Nice. Or like to a... cycle through the counties or something. Or like a charity mugger on like the the streets outside. Yes. Yes. With his with his bucket. Might already have been in Hot Fuzz, but Rhys Shearsmith as well, I would want to turn up. Yeah. Yeah, I do. If he, it feels like he should have been. Yeah, and if it was made now, I think Idris Elba... If Hot Fuzz was made now, Idris Elba would be in it. Yeah. Also yeah. a good shout. Idris Elba, who I definitely thought was American up until the point I saw Luther. Oh, yeah, because The Wire, right? Because <laughs> The Wire. Yeah. But did you also do the thing everyone does where you think, God, his British accent's good. Yeah. It's like, oh, hang on. No, he's from, like, fucking Brixton. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. We need more Edgar Wright TV shows because we we've not had anything since Space. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not counting. It's going to be great, but the Scott Pilgrim anime I'm not counting. I want a proper no. live-action original TV show for him. So if you're listening, yeah, Edgar Wright... <laughs> Speaking of police procedurals, uh, <laughs> I realised coming into this that two of my choices are based around the police and two of the choices are kind of just like HBO style things, but yeah. stand by my choices. Um, so this is a 2007 Mac, Max Landis penned and David Ayer directed film. Okay. It was made for Netflix. Um, it was shit. But the concept behind it was really, really, really fucking good. And I am furious that they uh, didn't do, didn't give it the kind of the, didn't, didn't do it right. There have been similar films since, but I think there was something at the core of this that I think a TV show would iron out. Getting rid of Will Smith. Yeah. The TV show also doesn't have to star Will Smith. Who starred yeah. in this movie. So this is Netflix's Bright. Bright is set in LA. <laughs> but like it's a modern day fantasy world. So it is it's police cars, it's guns, it's everything you associate with LA. Um but there are also orcs and elves and centaurs and dragons and magic and shit like that. And Pixar have kind of done it with, um, fuck, what was the Pixar film? Onwards. Yeah. Um, Onwards? I think Onwards. so. Onwards. Onward. Home. Something, something to that effect. Yeah, I think it was Onward. Uh, so Pixar kind of, they did it a lot yeah, better, onwards. but I like the idea of approaching this like completely straight. So this would be 100% a HBO series set in the fantasy realm of Los Angeles, because it is a really cool world i think to explore in that way and will smith doesn't have to be in it and they barely scratched the there's another the other film this reminds me of is there was a justin timberlake movie called in time 
And yeah, in... with, like you pay with the time that you've got left before you die, right? Yeah. Yeah. So everyone ages up to like thirty, and then you have a ticking clock on your arm that tells you when you're going to die. And yeah. the world building in that film is incredible. So everyone who is poor is really in shape because they have to run around everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the richer districts, everyone is like sitting down and eating food slowly and just kind of ambling around. It's just like the world that they create is so much better than the shit ass fucking story they decide to tell in it. And Bright is exactly the same. Like the world it's set in is incredibly deep and there is so much potential there and they told a shitty distinctly boring story in it and that is fucking unforgivable because this was such a good idea and it makes me think graham that i'm going to say this quietly in case they're listening that maybe david ayer's suicide squad isn't actually that fucking good because he had complete control over this one and it was shit so maybe this whole air cut thing just needs to be put to fucking bed. Yeah, although he did end of watch, so he did end of watch. That that is true. End that of watch. Really, was good. really emotional um, cop movie. Yeah, yeah. Bright could have <laughs> again. Like it, it just doesn't. I don't understand how you can take a world so interesting and make it so fucking boring. It was like. Yeah, I don't know. But there's just so much you could do with it. I mean, Avatar? Well, Avatar's a, a it's very a, good example of that as well. a similar thing, right? Yeah, like the world, the world of Avatar, whether you like the films or not, the world they've created is insane. And yeah, they choose to do Pocahontas in it. The, um, the ride at Animal Kingdom is amazing. Yeah. Um, which is set in that world. But yeah, the, the, the stories are terrible. Well, the new Star Wars films. <laughs> yeah. Like, like say what you want about uh, Star Wars, but the the set the setting is not the fucking issue. It's the stories you're telling in the setting. So I think a TV show, and this wouldn't be, so this wouldn't be a police procedural. This would be like a mini series, so okay. proper HBO. So the plot isn't that they're solving crimes. The plot is just set in this world. You could there's just so many different fucking things you could explore. Um, you could have dragons. Turning up, you get a fucking minotaurs, goblins, orcs, hobgoblins, dwarfs. What's Kent the difference dwarfs. between a goblin and a hobgoblin? Is is a hobgoblin like quite oaty? <laughs> yeah, bit of ginger in it. Nice. I think a hobgoblin's bigger. Okay. I think they're different hierarchies. Or of you, goblin. Is it just a goblin that you you put on top of your oven? Yeah. So it's similar to a microwave goblin. <laughs> And a grill a, goblin. A grill goblin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. A slow cooker and, goblin's my favourite. And in, in uh, or, a, or an air fryer goblin. They're, they're all the rage now. I have an air fryer. I barely <laughs> use my oven now. It's You could do everything. I can make yoghurt with it. See, the, the, my issue is is that people with air fryers sound like they're in a cult. Oh, there is definitely um, definitely a bit of that. Uh, but no, it's just, it just, it's one, our oven is shit. Yeah. I trust the air fryer more, but uh, yeah, I strong, I'd strongly recommend it. I could slow cook in it, Grant. I could grill in it. I could saute. I could the aforementioned yogurt. I can pressure yeah. cook. I can do those other things. Air fry. I never mentioned frying, but yeah, it is very yeah. 
I'm too excited about an air fryer, and that really, really shows my age and demeanor. Mm. A hobgoblin, also a beer, and a villain in Spider-Man. But yeah, like there's a lot you could explore in this world. Yeah. I, I think they barely scraped the surface in it, surface in it in the film. I can't even really remember the fucking film. I just remember finding it a lot more similar to Avatar, finding it a lot more interesting watching the background. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I mean, it may surprise you to realise that. I never gave it the time of day. That's fair. Nor should you. Uh, Joel Edgerton is in it, and he is very good in it, because Joel Edgerton is very good. He can come back for the film, their TV series, but I wouldn't want Will Smith. I'm not sure who I would want. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not sure who else I would want in it. Generally, let's give it... Yeah, HBO generally cast very well. So I'm not going to... I'm not, not going to have any qualms handing over the reins to them. But I yeah, just... But yeah. also, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's the correct answer. And just to make it really confusing, Danny Glover as well. Yeah, as his uncle. As his uncle, even though he's altogether now too old for this shit. But yeah, like, the, the possibilities are endless, and it is a unique take on stuff people are really familiar with. And it would fucking work, and it would work better than the film did, because some worlds like this warrant the time to map them out and let them grow. It feels like another take on like Once Upon a Time, right? Which ran far too long, but was a very good idea. Yeah, 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 very much so. Uh, that did a yeah a similar thing. I just oh, it would just be great, and like ten uh, uh, a ten ten episode a season, like three season show. And I think you can get what you do, like a proper like overarching story kind of series. Mm-hmm. So. Would serialized be the correct term there? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, each each thing would be called a chapter, like chapter one, chapter two, because fuck, why not? That's cool now. Yeah, or you could go. What's the um, what's the really successful TV cop um HBO show that had Matthew McConaughey in season one? True Detective. True Detective. Or you could like anthologize it like True Detective. So yes, yes. This this completely world completely different. This world would be perfect for an anthology like that, actually. Yeah. Because you also don't have to... You can either have its stories in the same city, or you can like just grow out the fucking world. Like, yeah. l- <laughs> London with this uh, kind of world. Like, yeah. Fuck. So, yeah. Bright, bright an anthology series. Done. Yeah. The Make London so. series would be called Grey. Yes. Dull. Dim. So, those, Graham... Those were our choices, which we definitely just talked about. Very, very. And aren't recording this a week later. Very recent choices. So, out of your three, Mm. which you definitely remember because we just talked about them. Yeah. uh, What's the top three of your three? Top three of my three as I take a cursory glance towards post it note from a week (laughs) ago. So, I think I'm going to go in reverse order. So, uh, Hot Fuzz at third. Um, I I do like the idea of kind of a procedural hot fuzz. Um, I just like the other two better. Um, Goonies as like Saturday morning his TV just feels like it would be too much fun. Um, yeah. And then the thing as a reality TV show, I think is one of my best ideas ever. So I'm going to put that at number one. <laughs> you mean uh, Celebrity the Thing with Carol Vorderman, Monica Lewinsky, Jerry Travolta, H, the speechwriter John Favreau, Nicholas Sturgeon, Matt Hancock, Ozzy Osbourne, Katie Price, Peter Andre, Dollar Cheap and Warwick Davis. Exactly that. I'm glad none of them have died between <laughs> recordings. 
Nicola Sturgeon's career has. Well, yeah, this is this is this is very true. Uh, the weird thing about that, so they erected a forensic tent in their garden, which, but the only apparently the only reason that that would be done is if they have to dig stuff up. So they have literally, I mean, or at least the what that implies is that there are buried inf- there's buried information about the SMP accounts in the Sturgeon's garden, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Which, as far as us manifesting shit, is uh, is a new one. But yeah, okay. So, uh, to be fair, like, I, I think I have to agree with you there, Graham. I think Celebrity the Thing with Carol Vorderman, Monica Lewinsky, Joe Travolta, H, the speech writer John Favreau, Nicholas Sturgeon, Matt Hancock, Ozzy Osbourne, Katie Price, Peter Andre, Dolly Sheep, and Warwick Davis is one of the funniest things you've said. <laughs> it, is, it is also, apart from the fact we all know it's Matt Hancock, apart from yeah. that, it's a very, very good idea. I, I, I commend thee. Would you um, would you do like they started doing in the later series of Big Brother and just chuck who you chucking someone in week four? Who is it? Go! Oh shit, that's a good shout. Um, what we are missing from this is the son or daughter of a celebrity. Oh yeah, like, well, like hit, Danny to, Dyer. To, yeah, to hit all of the the proper reality TV show uh, tropes, we need like I don't know Harry Kane's daughter or something like that. Johnny Wilkinson's dog Walker. Yeah, like. The, the, the people who are, it is really a stretch as to why they're there. But they're there anyway. A proper stretch. Like Rebecca Lou's yeah. on the farm. Like Rebecca Lou's. We'll get the pig. The pig from the farm that Rebecca Lou's... Uh, Week four. Ha- ...has a fun time with, yeah. We'll get the sex dolphin in. It'll be great. <laughs> um, it would be... As I think they would drop in. It would be someone who was in the movie The Thing, but yeah. not the ones you would want it to be. <laughs> yeah. Like the one you have to double check. Like turns out he does like helicopter pilot two from the thing. <laughs> one of the dogs that run across the like opening yeah. credits. So yeah, that's my answer. Helicopter pilot two. Cool. <laughs> so out of mine, um, I I might not even go reverse order. I might just do them in the order I did them. I think. Yeah, um, fucking maverick. Mental. So League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I think I'll go three, um, just because. It would it would be an incredible TV show, but I don't think it is quite adapting a movie into a TV show. It is more, <laughs> it is more just, please, can we have an actual proper League of Extraordinary Gentlemen uh, thing? Um, I think I will do Demolition Man 2. Get the, the Demolition full... Man 2 or Demolition Man? Demolition Man at 2. <laughs> so get our uh, poster or dystopian... Uh, Detective police procedural stuff. And then number one, I think Bright. The anthology series Bright. Because I think that is a world which definitely should be explored more. um, Preferably by people who know what story to tell. So I think HBO's Bright Mm. would be really, really good. Without any Smiths attached. Without any Smiths. Apart from, um, you know, like armourers and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's fair. So, so those are our choices, mm. Graham. But now it's time to figure out what the official the podcast nobody asked for top three will be. It is so obviously the thing is number one. <laughs> like let's just let's just cut that short now. It is going to definitely revitalise the career of some of Carol Vorderman, Monica Lewinsky, Joe Travolta, H, the speechwriter John Favreau, Nicholas Sturgeon, Matt Hancock, Ozzy Osbourne, Katie Price, Peter Andre, Dolly Sheep, Warwick Davis, and Helicopter Pilot number two, <laughs> but. Outside of them, yeah. What you what you think? Um, 
Goonies and Bright for me are the two. And Bright is interests me because I do like the concept. I haven't watched it purely because of Will Smith, but also the execution from what I've heard was lackluster. So, but yeah, I think the source material um, and the potential for like world building and kind of like I, I'm seeing it as like an edgier version of Once Upon a Time. Um, which... Yeah, it, 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 I feel like it would definitely have that kind of vibe, but like a gritty, like Christopher Nolan's Once Upon a Time. Fair. It was a bit. T- it did like the timey wimey shit. Once Upon a Time. Yeah, this is true. So I could see Nolan liking that. Okay. So it's, uh, for for me, it's then Demolition Man or the Goonies. I prefer the idea of Demolition Man because I really like the detective and a blank format of show. Mm. And sure, we have a load of it. But I think Demolition Man really, really would work for it. I feel like we need to go for the Goonies purely because we need to save kids' TV for this generation. Because it's shit. Like, my other half's nieces have watched Paw Patrol. I don't know if you've had the displeasure of watching Paw Patrol. It's Why the fuck would I watch Paw Patrol? I don't know. <laughs> the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all of the kids that I will probably end up watching uh, kids TV with are currently young enough that I could put anything on TV <laughs> and they would just look at the bright colours and pretty shapes. This is true. But, you know, you may you may have gone down a Paw Patrol rabbit hole, which is weird because they're dogs. Yeah, the Paw Patrol <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah. But like that, Peppa Pig, that shit. Um, yeah, they just don't have... I feel like we need, um, yeah, we need to rescue Saturday morning kids because also Saturday morning kids TV isn't a thing anymore. If you're a kid and Saturday morning you turn the TV on, you're watching James Martin make a cheese souffle. Yeah, well, obviously a hungover celebrity is looking at it. Yeah, yeah, because like usually what I would want to do here is do like a hilarious meet you halfway and do like a Demolition Man Saturday morning TV cartoon, <laughs> but The Goonies works too well. As a Saturday morning cartoon. And like we said, I like the idea of Goonies cereal. The obvious Goonies cereal tie-in. Yeah. With all of the 1980s... Yeah. All of the the 1980s wonder of the cereal will end up like turning kids red or something. Yeah, and bringing back the the toys. And, uh, you know, this... this, uh, You know, everything's coming back to me from our recent recording. Um, This, you know... We we could do the the yogurt tie-in as well and everything. Yeah, yeah, with the frufo, frufu, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I think it was a play yeah, on yeah. UFO. I think is what they were going for, but with fruit, yeah, like a fruit UFO, like an unidentified God. flying pineapple. You you know how to pitch an idea to me, Graham. <laughs> all you needed, all you needed, you had me at yogurt tie-in. <laughs> all right, I can I can give you I can I can give you the Goonies. I know why you like yogurt so much. Because you're very cultured. Hey, that was that was that was yogurt humor, man. <laughs> Fucking yogurt humor. Oh. Nobody, nobody puts baby in the Miller corner. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so ends my 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 yogurt ability. Were Froobs yogurt? Froobs were yogurt. Froobs were yogurts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which was a play on fruit tubes. So we've had fruit tubes and fruit UFOs. Um, yeah. I'm fromage phrase that that's the last I've got. No, that was bad. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> something, something, something. Petty falou. What um, is a falou? 
Petty is obviously uh, small, and they are. They're tiny. Fuck it. Let's Google it. <laughs> Time. Which we do Google. now have a jingle for, but we're only using it once an episode. <laughs> uh, what is a falou? Flower. What? No, I mean, that is blatant. That can't be that. Misadvertising. Petty. So there's a song. Oh, no. No, no. Just not I spelt falou wrong. No. Oh. Uh, it is. Uh, what? Um, a falou, uh is a thief, pickpocket, rascal, rogue, trickster, or a mischievous child. What the fuck? So does it just mean, like, those yogurts mean little bastard kid? <laughs> Either that or Big Yogurt is trying to, like, tur- Big Yogurt is run by Fagan. And he is using Petty Falou to try and turn children into a foolhardy gang of pickpockets. Petty Petty Falou isn't a yogurt. It's a fromage fray. It's a... Yeah. 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 Also... Interesting. Which fromage fray is cheese something? Yeah, so it it is a fresh cream cheese. Yeah. I guess it means cheese and fruit, right? Fruity cheese? Yeah. Cheesy fruit. Fruity cheese. Cheesy Fruit cheese, yeah. <laughs> One of those. Petit falou meaning. <laughs> little rascals. Yeah. That's what it... That, that's, I preferred little bastard child. <laughs> little bastard or little, child. little pickpocket. Little pickpocket. A pickpocket, if you weren't aware of what the phrase actually meant, does sound like it could be like a lunchable kind of... Like thing you would have in a uh, like, like a school lunch, like Bob Mortimer's uh, pocket meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little pickpocket. So you, it, you there's, it's like it'll be like a little square, and you pick things from each corner, and it's like it's like a savory meaty advent calendar, but for lunch. Do, do you? You must remember um, slipping a packet of uh, chips from the canteen at school into your blazer into your pocket. pocket. <laughs> And oh, wandering yes. around <laughs> like you were, like you were a fucking badass. Yeah, and you were the you were just only person to ever come up with that idea. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the only the only issue there, and this is a phrase we will just pause briefly after, <laughs> and then pockets? we will move on. Greasy pockets. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that is a that is a very our school. Actually, I don't know uh, if you used to. Give yourself a greasy pocket at school. <laughs> Probably only Let if you went know. to Eton, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, on that note, uh, the podcast nobody asked for is top three movies that would work as a TV show. Uh, number three, we have uh, the Goonies Saturday morning TV cartoon. Uh, at number two, we have the Bright Anthology series. And number one, we have Celebrity The Thing with Carol Vorderman, Monica Lewinsky, Joe Travolta, H, the speechwriter, John Favreau, Nicholas Sturgeon, Matt Hancock, Ozzy Osbourne, Katie Price, Peter Andre, Dolly the Cheap, Warwick Davis, and Helicopter Pilot number two. If you agree with our choices, if there are any other choices uh, you think we should have done, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. You can also find us at Patreon at the podcast nobody asked for. We become a friend of the podcast or a best friend of the podcast or a friend of the hawker and all of that stuff. And you get things. You help get that nice glowy feeling of supporting us and buying us fromage free. <laughs> and immunity from the thing. Um, yeah. 
the oh it's been a while since i've done this um you can find us on twitter at nobody asked for pod uh and the same place on facebook i was meant to say about something that you could tell us on twitter uh, what could you tell us well what, what what do you think of fruity cheese and um yeah we have a website the podcast nobody asked for.co.uk with all of the wonderful links and things that you need to know and love about ian and i and wherever you're listening to this uh, leave us a review and in your review put any future episode ideas you have and we will do the best ones uh usually we would do some like hilarious idle banter to close out the episode now but all i can think about is the phrase greasy pocket Good old, good old greasy pockets. Good old greasy pockets. They weren't the perfect size for those blazer pockets, though. Like, it feels like they were made, made for each other. Ugh, no one asked for this.